Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel and the Romero's Living Dead Retrospective Podcast, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details, and news on our very own feature films, albums, and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic retrospective horror franchise. Right now we're dealing with Romero's Living Dead series. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me for all of these shuffling films is Christina Masterson. Hi! And Taruka Abe. Hola! So we made it. This is the end. Ooh. We've got to the end of another series. We have a wrap up next week. But yeah, this is the last film in the series. And unlike our other series, which at any point, the books can close, but they can open again, as Christina knows all too well with Star Wars coverage. This is one that is going to stay shut because we will be doing maybe some stuff if we feel like it later on. We might get some remakes next year or something of some of these, but there will not be any more official of the dead films because Romero is very sadly past. So we'll talk about that in the wrap up. But yeah, so this is definitely the last one. And that's a strange feeling to know there will not be any more iterations of his vision for this stuff. Like this has been like a director retrospective as well as a horror retrospective. So yeah, a a first for the Weird Geeks. But if you're new to us, please head on out to weirdgeeks.com, go onto iTunes, uh, go onto your podcast apps, type in Weird Geeks and find us. And you can listen to all of our previous podcasts, which have been Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play for that Texas Chainsaw Massacre, other things. I don't even remember. Too fucking many. Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, we did that one. And Star Wars and all that stuff. So, yeah, please subscribe and please rate us. It helps us out a whole bunch. So this movie is going to lie to you in the IMDb's, as Haruka kind of pointed out to me. It said 2009, and I would have just blindly gone along with it. But that's when it hit festivals. It actually came out in 2010. It's got a 4.9 on IMDb right now. Not the highest of scores. Uh, directed by George A. Romero. Written by George A. Romero. Ooh. Cinematography by Adam Suica. We've heard this man before. He made the movie Diary of the Dead. And as we just found out, he also made short films called Urinal <laughs> <laughs> and Rape. Classy. Wow. Yeah. Music by Robert Carley. Who has done a lot of stuff, nothing we want to talk about other than something called Winona Earp. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Which is like, why Earp, but with presumably Winona Ryder in, but no, sadly not. This looks like, as Haruka again, what did you say it looked like? Like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer ripoff? But yeah. You said oh, with... but I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, but that's a good one. This yeah. is like Buffy in the Wild West, but in modern times. <laughs> it's Whoa. really fucking weird. Weird. <laughs> Your brain just broke. Actually, we'll get into the cast after we do, because uh, I, I need to refresh my brain just before we get into the synopsis. So yeah, before we get into the film, we do like to have a look at the landscape of movies that year. Christina, do you yes. have your list? I, yeah. I do. <laughs> do you have your list of the top 10 movies of 2010? Okay. Number 
Bert. Do you have 2010 or do you have 2009? Because I know there's some discrepancy with You gave years. me 2010. Then we are golden. <laughs> okay. Number 10, we have How to Train Your Dragon. Ooh, my favorite. Aw, is it? Yeah, it's my favorite. I haven't seen it. Oh, you I'll, should. I'll watch it. Is the first one better or the second one, Huka? I don't know. Is it the first one? <laughs> Look at you. I don't know. <laughs> you came to me the other day and said you were watching the second one, and I was like, oh, do you like, you said you liked a whole bunch. Oh, I like the second one better, but I still like the first one. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Is it cool? I like this cartoon. It's good. From the creator of Stitch, Lilo and Stitch. And number nine, we have Despicable Me. Ooh. More CGI. I'm not a big Despicable Me fan. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I love it. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. What is it? The minions? There's your, you can, they can't both be your favorite. You have to pick one. <laughs> okay. Dragon's better, but Goose sure. still cool. Okay. We can still be friends. There's actually a lot of animation ones oh, really? this year. Yeah. Number eight, we have Tangled. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Did I make more money than those two films? I thought um, yes, Tangled would. Oh, Tangled. I was thinking of Frozen. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Tangled's, yeah. Well, I mean, Tangled's no one still remembers huge, Tangled. No? Is it really? Yeah, 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 it did really well. Wow. I didn't know that at all. I mean, I watched it, I think, maybe at the time. There might have been a point where I was still just watching all the Disney films, and now I've given up. <laughs> Life is too short. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Survival of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, we have Iron Man 2. Uh, that was the, yeah, like everyone was in a bit of a Marvel high and then Iron Man 2 came out and people were pretty grumpy about it. Mm. I remember at the time I liked it more than the first one. I've gone back to them very recently and no, it, is, it isn't as good a film as two as one, I mean, um, or it's three, but it is, it's still, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's got, okay. what's his name in it from the wrestler, uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. He's I good. love good. Mickey Rourke. Mmm. Mm. It's great. It's hot. <laughs> how did you, how did, oh, I going to say, how did you make that mmm sound sexual? <laughs> He was. He really was. He was hot. Not anymore. Did he have plastic? What happened to to him? Did he have plastic surgery? <laughs> Nobody knows. I think so bad yeah. things. I think he still to looks hot in re- the wrestler. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, hot right. and like, yeah, you're damaged clearly. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how you like him. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, number... <laughs> I just learned too much about Haruka. <laughs> Six, we have the Twilight Saga. Eclipse. Wait, which one? Oh, Eclipse. Is, Is that, that the first one? Two? No. The first one was just called one, Twilight. Maybe? Then there's Eclipse. And then is there Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2? Is there a third one? New Moon or some bullshit? I don't know. Yeah. You seem to know it much better than we do. Yeah, Al. Yeah, it's because my my bassist Tom McCann, who was uh, used to do this podcast with me, he's a big Twilight fan. <laughs> or at least he used. To, I don't know if he wants me saying that, but uh, fuck it, he is. Uh, yeah, there was Twilight, then there was Twilight New Moon, then Twilight Eclipse. This is the third one, and then the fourth uh, one, of course, broken into two films as is customary. So you've really five films. This was my favorite one because this one, Eclipse, was by the director. Where is it? David Slade. Who did yeah. 30 Days of Night um, and Hard Candy. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, He's a cool director. I like him. I like Twilight. <laughs> Not going to really? lie. You like the Twinkly Vampires? I watched it secretly. 
You like Buffy, <laughs> you like Twilight, Haruka's into damaged old men. We're learning a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number five, we have another animation, Shrek Forever After. Oh, my God. That got number five. That's Dang. still making that much money? Fuck. That's crazy. Why are everyone watching so many cartoons out here? Yeah. No, seriously, there's even more. Okay. What? Number four, <laughs> we have Inception. One of the one, one of my personal favorite blockbusters of all time. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think never that's how watched blockbusters it. should be. Yeah. Okay. Number me. three, we Too have. Too busy watching uh, fucking Twilight. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> number three, we have Harry Potter and the Deathly Hall Hollows Part One. What? So George Romero huh. seems to be bringing out a film with every single Harry Potter movie, doesn't he? Basically. <laughs> Yeah, this is the yes, yeah, so the second to last one. Talking of double mm -hmm. bill final episodes, yeah. That's when everyone right. dies. Yeah, I wasn't oh. a big fan of the last couple. I thought it would just look too grey. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was fine. What up, Christina? What else is happening? Number two, we have Alice in Wonderland. Oh wow, that's that number one. two. Yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah, that made a load of money. Dang. That did make tons of money. I love what's the face in it, though. Mia Wasikowska. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah. And number one, the top animation of the year and the top movie of the year, which is blowing my mind, Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah, oh. for sure. Really? It's that popular? Yeah. It's fucking Toy yeah. Story. Like, that was the first CGI animated movie, really. So, I mean, Dang. That was, yeah, that film was huge. That mm. film was so big. I mean, I'm surprised there's that many animated movies in the top 10 that year. Like, there's like, what, five? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. That's but, uh, crazy. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, Toy Story. We've got a new one coming, apparently. Yeah? Cool. Yeah. Ruka. Thank you very much, Christina. Yes. Appreciate it. <gasps> nice big you on there. <laughs> We've barely <laughs> begun. <laughs> Ruka, what horror films came out in the year 2010? Okay, so Please. we've got 30 Days of Night, Dark Days which I believe is a sequel to 30 Days of Night. You are correct. Yeah. Not okay. as good. <laughs> Thanks. It was, yeah, it was tough to, yeah. <laughs> you but, figured yeah. out the code. And eventually, yeah. We've got Atrocious. Never heard of it. This is a found footage film. I think it's Italian or Spanish? Spanish? I think it's Spanish. It was pretty good. Ooh. I remember seeing it and think it was all right. But okay. Not, yeah. We also got Black Swan by Aronofsky. Speaking of, yeah, Aronofsky. Yeah, well, you were saying, like, we were going through this list a little bit before, and you were saying, is the Black Swan a horror film? Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's psychological horror. So, some people definitely think of it as a horror mm -hmm. film. I don't know. Okay. I think it's a horror film. I guess there, there were some scary moments. Yeah, it's, it's tense. There's some nightmarish stuff. Wait, Black Swan with a... Uh, Black Swan. Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Oh, God, that didn't even make it to the top ten. No, no, that one. Aronofsky will never make it to the top ten. I don't <laughs> I can so safely say with that the now. Oscars, though, or was it just Natalie Portman? Um, it did pretty well with the Oscars, didn't it? Okay. Nominations. Oh. I don't know if it got one or anything. Okay. We also have Called Prey. Which, number one? No, no I don't have ranks. Oh, it would be number three, I think. I think. Okay. Yeah, Coldplay 1 and 2. Cold Prey. Uh, not Coldplay. It's the <laughs> band. Uh, Cold Prey 1. They're Norwegian slasher films. The first two are actually fantastic. Like, it's genuinely some of the best slash films I've made. And the first one, 
now everybody would know the director. He's Raw Uthaug. He made that, and then a few years later, he made The Wave, which is brilliant. And then this year, he made Tomb Raider, which ah. is not brilliant, but it's all right. <laughs> I see. But Coldplay is brilliant. The third one, however, was not very good. Then oh. we have The Crazies. Romero remake. So Ooh. this is one that we might be getting to next year, which you've gone down on record already of saying you have fond memories of this, Haruka. The remake? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really And liked the original. It. <laughs> and the original. But yeah, I did really like the remake. And this um, Ollie Fantastic in this, isn't it? Timothy Oliphant, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember quite liking this as well. Um, if, we get, if we do do the remakes, Dawn of the Dead and The Crazies, I think, will be the, the highlights, <laughs> probably. <laughs> And then we have Frozen, which is about two singing sisters who runs a, a <laughs> country in somewhere in Norway, near Norway, is that right? In a terrifying Disney movie. Frozen is an Adam Green movie. Uh, there's a bunch of Frozens, if this is one I'm thinking of. Yeah, 2010 it would be, I think. Adam Green movie about a bunch of kids, including, is it either, you know, like the guy who plays Iceman in X-Men and he has a brother who's identical, a twin identical twin or something. One of those okay. two. And they get stuck on a chairlift as the long weekend gets sh- shut down in snowy conditions and they're just stuck on this chairlift for the whole time, basically. Oh my basically. god, that's, <laughs> that is my worst nightmare! <laughs> you should see this film. It's not, oh it's- my god, I would not, I don't want to watch it. You know, I also have like a nightmare, like uh, one of my worst fears is getting stuck inside the um, car wash. Oh, <laughs> I feel that one you could get out of. Yesterday, I got stuck in the car wash. Yes, I had to honk my horn. Oh my God. How the fuck? How? It just stopped and the things were still hitting me for so long. (laughs) Like a minute, you know, in the same spot. Just like, what the fuck did I do? I had to call Brandon. He's like, honk your horn. He's like, oh yeah. No, you didn't. That's insane. I have anxiety about it. I've, um, I've had panic attacks in... When I'm by myself in the car wash. How, I don't bad. understand oh how God. you get stuck in a car wash. They didn't say did anything. They you just fucking did it. Pushed me on. Um, <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Is your car very, very car clean? <laughs> like very, very clean. Okay. We also have Hatchet 2. Uh, this is also Adam Green. Did he really have two films out in the same year? Um, yeah, these are slasher films. So originally, his whole thing with Hatchet 1 was it was promoted. It was a big Fright Fest thing. And it was promoted as not another sequel, not a remake, and not a Japanese one. And because it was like a whole... You know, he was trying to like get back to horror roots and not do all the stuff that was happening right then. And then he did, made three sequels to it. <laughs> There's Hatchet, Hatchet <laughs> 2, Hatchet 3. And then they just did Victor Crowley, which came out last year. Um, uh, the first one's all right. It's okay. Okay. We also have I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah, remake oh, of yeah, the old nasty movie. Mm-hmm, nasty. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> if you like re- rape revenge films, then there you go. Ugh. All right. Uh, next one's pretty good. Insidious. I like yeah. Insidious. There you go. James Wan. We talked about him in a previous episode, didn't we? Did we? Somehow. Probably. Anyway, normally he turns up because he makes plenty of things. The Insidious, which is now part of the Conjuring universe. And you got mm. Annabelle and you got The Nun coming out. You got... What's it called? The Tall Man or some something? A whole bunch. Okay. There you go. Uh, the Marvel ne- Universe of horror films. <laughs> Next up, The Last Exorcism. This is big budget found footage. I think Yellow Roth produced it. Ah. 
yeah it's actually pretty fun until the ending but yeah okay next let me in which is the remake of let the right one in is it it is oh. indeed directed by the guy who had done cloverfield matt reeves uh, i actually really love the remake of let me in yeah i love you like it it was all right i still prefer the original sure i thought it was but I th- fine it's one of the things where people get really angry about it because like it doesn't need to exist it's like no you're right it doesn't but it does slightly different things with it kind of like the ring remake not as much i think the ring remake does more different things with it but i don't know it's kind of got its own identity and it's very beautiful mm. so. okay up next a nightmare on elm street this was the platinum dunes michael bay remake of nightmare on elm street which did not do very well or well, it made plenty of money but critically didn't do that great really because it's hard to recast Robert England and it took itself very seriously and and it made him into a full-on child molester as well as child killer which is kind of like I mean either way it's not good <laughs> kids should not be dressing <laughs> up as his character when he's a child molester or murderer but you know mm-hmm. there you go okay uh paranormal activity two yep the uh yeah at that point yep. an annual series that broke box office records nearly every time and then we have piranha 3d this was directed by Alexander Azja, uh, who had directed Switchblade Romance. Ah. Or Hot High Tension. We watched that, didn't we, all together in France? Yeah. All right. We watched Morphin Callow, we watched Switchblade Romance. Do you remember the horror film, Christina? Is it the, the, girl, the girl in the car? Yeah. The yeah. girl that escapes the, the farmhouse? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. really Don't good. Give away yeah. <laughs> this is the director of that, and he came to America, he made The Hills Have Eyes remake, and then he made Piranha wow. 3D. Um, and then he produced th- Piranha 3 Double D. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Okay. Then we have The Reef. It's an Australian shark movie and one of the best shark movies ever made, actually. Um, people should check it out. Okay. I will. Resident Evil Afterlife. Continue. <laughs> Saw 3D. Continue. <laughs> the Silent House. This one was weird because, all right, so there's an original movie called The Silent House, which was made, and it's, it's a horror film that is all one shot. So the entire movie is done in one single shot. Well, supposedly, you know. Is this the one where it. the girl is deaf? Is what? Is she deaf? No, no, no. That's the one that's Hush on oh. Netflix. That's good. Have you seen that? No, but why do I know about it? Did you send it to me or something? Or was it supposed to be, were you screening it at- at your Hush? horror nights? Yeah, Hush, we screened it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hush, oh, we screened it. Oh, I missed it. Night. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, this one, The Silent House, is like, um, yeah, it's a single shot movie. I forgot what country it was originally from. It's like Hungary or somewhere, I think. Um, and the same year, literally, as it was doing festivals, people were going crazy about it. So America bought the rights and remade it before the original film had even come out internationally. So you had two versions of The Silent House, one starring. I think it's like Emma Thompson or someone. It might not be Emma Thompson. It's someone like that. Um, how? I need to know. But yeah, they both came out basically the same time. So you had the remake and the original. And of course, the remake dwarfed, you know, the original internationally. It was Uruguay film. Interesting. Mm. Nice. And the remake was with Elizabeth Olsen. Oh. Oh. Um, and also done in a single shot as well. So hmm. they're kind of an interesting pair to watch back to back because, yeah, they were like made in the same year, which is kind of unusual for the remakes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next one, great film. I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror film. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 
That's totally a horror film. What it's the fuck are you talking film. about? It's comedy. So is Shaun of the Dead, but a horror comedy. So is Evil okay. Dead 2. So is, come on. Okay, fine, fine, That fine. is a nasty movie. There is like high violence in that movie. And the entire film hinges on you having watched a lot of horror films to get all the jokes. Because it's mm. like very horror centric. True, true. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Great you, you like the film? Oh, awesome. I love it. I, know, I didn't know if we like uh, the same comedies, but that's a funny <laughs> film. Okay, finally, we have We Are That We Are. We Are What We Are as a Spanish cannibal movie, which uh, was good. It's good. Thank you. So, yeah, we are in still some found footage, still a bit of torture porn. Found footage was going to be going on for quite a long while, though. After that, Phil torture porn, where were they at? Saw was on number three. They would go on to, like, number seven before taking a break for a while. So, yeah, we're still in that era. And, yeah. Yeah. Found footage and torture porn, really. <laughs> and into all of that, we have old man Romero oh, <laughs> coming back to do him. his thing. Now, you pointed out something, Harika, which is that 2010 is also an important year for zombies. Mm-hmm. What happened? It is the year that the Walking Dead TV series began. Mm. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Which obviously this film was, yeah, would have been shot before that happened, but the comics of The Walking Dead were already really big by that point. And yeah, we we're in a very different time for what we would expect from zombies. And uh, Romero was doing something here where uh, he said he had made a lot of money on Diary, <laughs> believe it or not. He did? Well, oh. I say a lot. I mean, not a lot of money, but a lot of money comparative to his budget. So it was right. considered a good success because it brought oh. back like four times the money or something. He actually wanted some time to breathe um, and not to make something again. Uh, but he had a lot of pressure on him to make something else as quickly as he could. And he decided he wanted to discuss war. Mm. And he was remembering an old film called The Big Country, which came out in 1958. And it is a film that I feel all of us may well enjoy more than we did this movie, particularly Christina, I think. The movie, though, is about three hours long. I've actually watched a whole bunch of it because I was trying to for this cast just to get some idea of where he got his ideas from. But I couldn't get through it all because it's three hours long. But it's, yeah, it's very 1950s, very Western, but it is beautiful. It does have some sort of boring, weird sort of, there's like four characters who are sort of in love with each other and it's weird, not, not a triangle square, <laughs> love square. I don't know. And yeah, so, he, and there were two, there were like feuding families in that. So he wanted to take this idea of the Western and these two feuding families fighting about something that he couldn't even remember. Um, and that was important to him. And then he made all the department heads for this film watch it because they wanted to use it as their template for how they're going to shoot it and decorate it and all that stuff. And he also wanted to do something that was a commentary on how people didn't seem interested anymore in debate. There's kind of a great like little bit of footage of him talking in an interview. And he's, again, he's so affable. He's so lovely about it. He's not even angry. He's just like, yeah, people don't want to debate anymore, man. And he just wanted like people to have a conversation. And instead, he was noticing because of social media that people wanted to sit in their opinions and then let the divide separate them rather than having a good, healthy debate and let themselves be challenged, which if he was alive today, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, that really hits me that even in 2008 was when he was saying that, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah, and he also, he, he really wanted to make each of his dead films look and feel different from each other, uh, particularly as he got further into the series. And he knows he, that, uh, he said a lot of his younger fans found that frustrating, uh, but for him it was disappointing that they would find it frustrating. He was like, why would you want all the films to feel the same? He's like, I already made that movie. Why would I want to make that movie again? 
and yeah, for better or worse, I do. I agree with him on that point. Like, I definitely think it's kind of cool to have a series where you can have different genres. I think that's kind of brave. Yeah, and, and then he was challenged in this interview with... Uh, they basically said, are you just making excuses to make whatever you want to? And he just laughs and said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, like, Diary had done pretty well, despite not getting good critical or public acclaim, because it was so cheap to make, and he had pressure to make something else, and he wanted to make a Western. <laughs> That's essentially what happened. So he found an island and was like, well, if you're on an island, you're going to be cut off. And he found a way, you know, he was justifying it saying, look, there are these parts, there are these places where they really are kind of trapped back in time. Christina, I'm sure you can nod to this because in, in my road trips across America, you definitely come across places which are kind of trapped in a bit of a different time period. Oh, like- yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the like one of the characters said, you know, they're all close-minded too just because they're not yeah. exposed to so much um yeah definitely a hundred percent but wait i thought they were in <laughs> ireland at first <laughs> yeah oh god yeah that's understandable <laughs> no i'll just say to haruka like do you have canadian irish like is that a thing <laughs> because this is so fucking confusing and then they're not even meant to be off canada they're meant to be off an island to the south of, of philadelphia like off philadelphia isn't it what the fuck i don't <laughs> get that why was everybody irish on that on that island i don't <laughs> really know i'll be honest i don't and as haruka pointed out to me nobody is irish in the crew in the cast these are all canadian actors mm-hmm. but they all have an irish accent or am i wrong I yeah, mean, they they're do. all putting on an Irish accent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess they're supposed to be like of Irish descent. That's what it means. Like, you have American Irish. Do you have Canadian Irish? Do you have Indian Irish? Do you have like? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know if I've ever heard in a Canadian Irish person. So I don't know if a Canadian. I want to see these people in other things to know if this is anybody's real accent because it feels hokey to me, particularly with the leads. But we'll get to. <laughs> so yeah okay so let's talk about the cast shall we starring as now i said at the end of the last episode guys we're gonna get the, our first recurring character this mm-hmm. is the first confirmed sequel did you expect were you hoping it would be sarge i oh, no i was so shocked i was like <laughs> wait a minute that's that i mean i did notice him in the last film but just for a second you know like sure. i'm surprised they even like took note of him <laughs> And I'm so shocked he's <sighs> the lead in this one. You would have been six films in and you're finally doing, oh, we have the right, so let's actually use a previous character and, you know, make a proper sequel. And that's the character you go with. I mean, he's not even likable. No. You know, no, he's, he's just not. like... Uh, uh. <laughs> Those are the correct, correct adjectives. <laughs> he's more um, likable in this one than he was in the other one. Sure. 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 <laughs> you only see him basically like rubbing them in the last one and that's it. Yeah. And holding a gun to a camera rather than a person, <laughs> which he does again here because we have to have a flashback. So you remember, oh, do you remember this guy? No. Oh, let's show it again. Oh, let's talk about it as well. Because <laughs> otherwise you won't remember who the fuck this guy is. But yeah, Sarge is starring, um, played by Alan Van Sprang again. He's been in Saw 3, Narc, The Immortals. We've got O'Flynn. Oh boy. Played by Kenneth Welsh. Uh, he's been in Day After Tomorrow, Twin Peaks, Time Cop. Oh. 
Oh, we got your attention. Uh, we have James, played by Julian Richens. He's been in Man of Steel, Urban Legend, X-Men Last Stand. Quite a lot of horror stuff he is. We have Janet and Jane, uh, the twin sisters, played by Kathleen Munro. The two J's. <laughs> the two J's. You know, because you don't want to get confused when you have twins. Some of these people, I was looking at all of these actors and their, their IMDb's, and they've been in so many things. So many things that I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, I can't be bothered to write down any of this shit because there's so much stuff and none of it is really of any note. And most of them, actually, I would say all of these people have worked together on numerous projects, including Winona Earp um, <laughs> and a series called 13, which I think is based on this Canadian French uh, comic book. Uh, so kind of this weird Jason Bourne, James Bond thing. Then we've got Muldoon, played by Richard Fitzparrick. We've got a lesbian character, very nicely called Tomboy. Played by Athena Karkanis. Uh, She's in Suits, The Expanse. She's also in the Saw series, in Saw 6, in Saw 4, and in a film called Tomboy. Ooh, spin-off? What the fuck is that? I don't know. I probably should have checked. I haven't. (laughs) Weird. What I wonder is, because as we're about to learn, so Sarge wasn't in Saw 4 or or 6, but he was in Saw 3. Now... A lot of these other people have all been in Saw 4, 6, or 5, and in between those films is when she made Tomboy. So I'm wondering if they all knew each other and were maybe involved in Tomboy in some way and then carried it over as like an homage or something. I don't know. Um, mm. but very strange. Maybe. We have a character called Boy, who's played by Devin Bostick. He was in Okia, that Netflix movie. Ooh. He's in The 100. He's in Saw 6. He's in Saw 4. And he's in Land of the Dead. I don't notice him in Land of the Dead, but he's in there. We have Chuck, played by Joris Jarsky. He's in Blindness, The Incredible Hulk, Saw 5, Winona Earp, of course, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This movie was budgeted at $4 million. Wow. Would you guys like to guess how much worldwide box office it made off of its $4 million? $10 million? Well, since it's Romero... Hmm. I yeah, don't know. Say around 10, 12, like the previous one. Okay, $4 million budget. It grossed worldwide $143,000. Whoa. <laughs> this is Romero's uh, biggest bomb in his dead franchise, anyway. Oh, wow. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. The real stinker did not do well Jeez. at all. That is, that's a fucking painful. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe if it had cost a couple million, it's like, all right, maybe make a few hundred thousands. And then when you get to DVD and Blu-ray and, you know, gradually build it back in. But that, that's a big loss. Oh. All right. Not much else to say about this movie. Let's get right into the meat of it. We are thrown in right off the top. Some new production companies. Got a little George Romero production company with somebody as well, I noticed. Some little creepy moon stock footage. Um, and we learn that 50, we get a VO of 53 million every year, 107 every minute. These are the people getting turned into zombies. And now every one of those dead people gets up and kills another person and then they get up and kill another. So we're getting those rules again straight at the beginning. That was a um, direct quote from um, Dawn, I think, wasn't it? Or Day, maybe. The second half is, uh, I don't think the 53 million every year, 107 every minute. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the second half is, is definitely 
a nod. So we're getting VO from Sarge right at the beginning, and I immediately like. I'm so sorry, just to clarify, I've seen this film once before, and I saw it when it when it premiered at the Fright Fest. You guys, fresh, brand new, fresh as fuck. I've forgotten almost everything about this movie other than horses. <laughs> and and coming out of it feeling quite deflated. Mm. Do, when we start with this and it's fucking Sarge's VO, I was just like, oh man, is he really our lead character? Uh, which he, yeah, I mean, kind of, sort of. It's a weird ensemble. Um, and we're with his group of army. Well, we're actually just before he splits, aren't we? So this is actually a prequel to Diary of the Dead at this point or taking place concurrently to the beginning of Diary. Uh, we're with his army folk. He's waiting for his friend to come back to life. And then he try when he does come back to life, he's trying to get the person from his squad who's responsible for his friend turning into a zombie to kill him, but he won't. So he kills his friend and then threatens the guy. Uh, but then another zombie army guy just bites him, so they get to shoot him after all. It's just a fucking mess of like, there's like no tension in this beginning at all. It looks like people are making making it up as they go along, you know. And just like zombies just like walking around. It's like if you're in an army base, wouldn't you secure your perimeter? Yeah, I just did not. I didn't understand what the purpose of it was. Or We get a a really (laughs) silly shot of a guy with like a with like a AK-47 or whatever putting his gun against a zombie's head and then blowing it off all CGI style. Oh, that was like holding it like above his head in this really weird way. The CGI so in this stupid. film was so bad. Oh God, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not great. He has embraced CGI for this film. Mm. Did you it. think the guy, like him, wait, the Sarge waiting for the friend to like wake up and stuff, was very similar to the Dawn again? Yeah. But like, that's uh, the problem. It's like, yeah, you've done this before exactly. and much, much better. Exactly. I was like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, just, it's not a great way to begin. Yeah, and then we get one of the army guys goes, this sucks. I never signed up for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> didn't sign up for a zombie apocalypse? What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, Stupid. And then we cut... <laughs> Then we got to a clip from Diary of the Dead just to assure us of like, look, guys, we're so clever. We're using that little character that you didn't care about in the last film. Although, to be honest, I don't know I cared about anybody from the last film. He might be the only one. <laughs> like, is there anybody we wanted to see carry on from Diary I mean, of the I Dead? I only noticed him because he looked like John Hamm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Looking back at no, Diary of the Dead, I don't John know. Hamm. who. I don't even know who survived. What, that girl? Voiceover girl? No. <sighs> yeah, I definitely don't <sighs> want to see her. I'd rather see Sarge and her, to be fair. If we're going yeah, to follow yeah. on characters. Yeah. True. True. Um, but yeah, he explains that things are going pretty well till he met those damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they went AWOL and then the Diary of the Dead video goes viral, millions of views. I became notorious. Oh, man. <laughs> What's the point of this, though? Because no one recognizes him for the rest of the film. Yeah, exactly. And also, <laughs> like, uh, what are you going to get shunned from society? There is no society anymore. Like, everybody's on the run <laughs> yeah. just trying to survive. Who really gives a shit about you, you know? Exactly. It, yeah, there's so- no purpose for that. No. Yeah, there's literally no reason. And they set that up like that's going to be important. Like, people know no. him. He's meant to be just, everyone sees him as a bad guy. It's like, no, mm-hmm. no one ever, rec- no one mentions it again for us. No follow through. 
What the and then we get the title screen fuck? on an island that looks like an opening to Dawson's Creek. It's, it's so weird. Oh, yeah. That was so weird. And it was also, like, so, like, uh, like, uh, not stable, right? It was so, like, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's when they're flying janky. over all of that, the landscapes and stuff like that. You know the I don't know. It's yeah, so yeah, very, jerky. very, very, very janky. I don't know. You didn't notice that? <laughs> yes. Whatever. <laughs> no, I did completely. Oh, okay, no, no, okay. completely. It was janky as, as janky as shit. And then we learn it's six days after the dead begin to walk, and we're thrown into a new bunch. We got a whole bunch of Irish characters. <laughs> Irish characters, <laughs> including Patrick O'Flynn, who's decided to bring a like gang together to go around the island and clean things up by killing all of the dead. Seems reasonable, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> killing the zombies seems okay. Yeah, uh, but some people aren't up for this. No, apparently. <laughs> so, all right, I want to ask this right now because uh, later on, I will say later on, you get to understand a little bit more of why there's this other base, there's this other family in the island, they're split into two. You got the O'Flins and you got the Muldoons, and it's been like that forever since the beginning of the island. A lot of incest is happening on this island for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this very great, like, simple bridge that separates the two sides from each other, and they've always been fighting. And now the O'Flins want to basically uh, kill the zombies, whereas the Muldoons don't want to do this. But at this point, you get no explanation. Now, later on, you learn that it's got the Muldoons are trying to find a way. Well, two things. A sensible thing, maybe, and that they're trying to see, can they convince zombies to eat other meat? Which seems, all right, maybe, fair yeah. enough, but tell us about that earlier. <laughs> and then we'll get to it, but we learn there's a very weird other reason that they're not killing their dead, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> but at this point, all we have is a group who seem they want to kill zombies, and then a group are like, no, we must not kill the zombies. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Who would, who would oppose... Killing the zombies. Well, unless you're religious. <laughs> is that what it's coming from? Is it a really? Could they try and play that card? Yeah, because he's, like, mm -hmm. he's just like you know, like uh, I'm just doing it. You know what God would want me to do, or whatever. They do a lot of. They do mm. pull a lot of religious stuff in here. Does, you know? Yeah. Is that what God wants you to do? I think so. Yeah. I mean, because I in the. I think I would be Team Muldoon for a while. Are you kidding me? Yeah, because like it's only been like what six days after the zombie apocalypse, right? Yeah, but the, the zombie, but the family and stuff. Oh fuck that! Yeah, I'm you sorry. Know? I'm sorry, Haruki. You turn into a zombie. You're going down day one. I'm not uh, waiting a week to check if you might start eating horse meat. <laughs> I'm taking you down. You don't have to keep all of them. Gosh, if you want to just. Just keep a couple and see what you could do with them, but all of them, geez. Pick a couple of favorites. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. They just want to keep all Have of them one, alive. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, Bub, what was his name? Was it Bub? There's no Bub, sadly. Oh, you no, want Bub? from Day of the Dead. Was it Bub? Pick a Bub. Yeah, so then Patrick, uh, what's his name? Oh, Flinny, bursts into one of the Muldoon's homes. He's crossed the bridge, right? He's bursting into one of the family homes as he's told... And then he's told, yeah, sorry, but a father that the kid's been bitten or something. And then the mother like comes in and she puts up a fight because he's going to kill the kid. And she's like, don't want you to kill my kids. And she pulls a gun on them. So then they shoot her. And then they go upstairs and find the zombie kids tied to their beds. And he's about to shoot them when another posse, the Muldoons, turn up. And then 
they shoot a gun out of his hands, and that's what we learn about this Muldoon Snow Flynn's like age-old sort of Romeo Juliet Capulet and Montague thing, mm-hmm. which they say has been happening since the beginnings. <laughs> Do you remember those days? <laughs> Good old days. Yeah, and I feel like God, they're so easy to kill. Like everybody in this movie is so easy to kill other people when mm-hmm. there is like a low percentage of humans and a high percentage of already dead people. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like so easy to kill. I think it's proven in war times it tends people. to bring people together, and instead, this seems to be having the exact opposite effect, which I yeah. think. Is meant to be Romero's point. Like I said, he wanted sure. to talk about war and he wants to talk about people not wanting to discuss stuff anymore and just wanting to, you know, have their own point and stick to that, which I guess is what he's trying to do here. But oh my God, these fucking characters, man. Oh my God, they're so like trigger happy. So trigger happy. It's like, what the fuck? It's how they look. It's how they dress. It's their how they accents. Talk. It's <sighs> their... Like their actions, it's like absolutely every fucking aspect <sighs> of these characters is just so annoying. And oh I'm my god! And I suddenly, I suddenly remembered as I was watching this, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about these lead fucking guys from each family and how uh, incredibly annoying they are. Yep, they're annoying. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but you're right with the religious stuff because Muldoon does say here, like he believes the day of judgment will prove him right. Mm-hmm. You got to keep people's alive, but we've learned in other dead movies that they say like you know when when uh, was it when hell has when there's no more room in hell then the dead will walk the earth. Mm-hmm. So I feel like most people would see these as like demons from hell by this point, but no, he's choosing them as like a test from God or something. Don't know. But then he's very happy to kill yeah, later. he's happy to kill everybody else. Yeah, yeah, contradictory. Happy to kill living people. Yeah, all right. And then it's, uh, yeah, no, then he, no, then he's like when he's judging, when he's trying to justify, it, he says maybe they're not dead, maybe they got some kind of sickness, <laughs> maybe someone <laughs> will find a cure, and then he says it might take a hundred years. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah, that logic um, makes no sense. And then it's like our families that lived on this island, the only families that have lived on this island are yours and mine, which again is a huge ancestral problem. <laughs> the only families <laughs> who've lived on the island are those two and they never intermingle. <laughs> That's a problem. It's a pretty big island. Yeah. I mean, like, I think so. You get that one shot at the beginning. I don't know. I kind of like the island. I kind of like the island, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, the island's nice. I mean, it looks like you're they in England. Me. I'm not in England, in Ireland. <laughs> In Ireland. But you're not. You're off Philadelphia, apparently. <laughs> just to the east on an unmapped island. But only Irish people live there. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's meant to be the point? It's like Irish immigrants on the boat over. It's meant to be since mm. that point. Seriously. They never yeah. got to America. They just got to Plum Island or whatever and just hung out there. I don't and like people know. took rowboats there, right? Yeah. So it's not that far no. from the mainland. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no one's ever mapped it. No one knows it's there. And their, their accents are as fresh as, like, they keep going back to Ireland to top them up. <laughs> I have no clue. <sighs> so Muldoon tells Patrick's daughter that he's going to kill her father. Because she's kind of like, okay, so Flynn has this daughter. And at this point, we think just one. Who's really, like, not on anybody's side. She just wants the killing to stop and the craziness to stop and everyone to chill the fuck out. So she, but she protects her father by saying, look, don't kill him. Just put him on a boat. (laughs) 
Get him off the island. Which isn't a bad idea. Get him all off the island and just chill out. So yeah, he gets a few of his friends to like come with him, but his daughter, who I thought was Janice at the time, but it's Janet, isn't it? There's Janet. no reason. They give you no reason to think that there is another daughter. Mm-hmm. No. Like, it's so weird that there is another one, and there's just like... Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. And he doesn't seem to give a shit about any mm. of his family. Like, for someone who's so, like, family orientated, mm-hmm. doesn't give a no. shit. No. He really doesn't. Really, really doesn't. But yeah, some of his men join him on his little rowboat, and some won't leave Plum Island, and then she rides off at a pony. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you really feel it in these bits, like, oh yeah, Romero really wants to make a classic 1950s Western film. But he's not allowed to. So, so we have this weird butchered, like, uh, it's just like jumping from the military men and girl to this, to these people. It's like changing channel. Yeah. It's just so tonally all over the place. Is it a coincidence that the daughter's name starts with a J and her, she acts all like Giulietti? She acts all what? Or Giulietti. Like Romeo oh. and Juliet. Yeah, Juliet. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Who's the, the Romeo? Family feud. The, you know, the guy, the twin the sexy cowboy we're going to yeah, get later. The sexy cowboy. Mm, we, yum. We don't, we don't get much of him. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just remembering that guy's face. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just, sorry. He's just like, he's a handsome boy, but he is, yeah, stupid. He was very expressive with his face. Let's very very expressive yeah. with his face real acting going on there mm. i mean after all these people have been in saw sequels <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah we're three le- we're three weeks later we're in philadelphia we're back with the army people there's someone on a talk show and they're watching uh, like one of the guys watching this video where they're doing zombie and oral sex jokes now on a talk show which again is very romero like seeing how the rest of the world i don't know how the rest of the world is continuing because it seems like a world where there's mostly zombies. Mm-hmm. But apparently comedy talk shows are still going. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that joke. And then we cut to Tomboy, who's just fingering herself while sitting. That was 100% completely... I mean, why? Why? <laughs> I was waiting for how you going to end that sentence. Like, it just... <laughs> didn't make sense there was no reason for it and the way it was shot and the way she was doing it it was just like what why she's literally just it's just sitting so down it's like weird and not good weird mm-hmm. just weird i feel so bad for her it's fucked up yeah it's fucking it's really 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 weird mm-hmm. because so it seems weird. to be a thing of like oh she's a lesbian they, they masturbate. <laughs> and we need to show, like, this other guy. It's, it's Cisco, is that yeah. his name? Fran- uh, Francisco, yeah. Yeah. We need to show him, like, cracking onto her. So we need, like, you know, some, like, you know. And, and, and I think in his head as well, it's like, this could make her. It's like, I don't. He's still trying to write confident women. So he's like, all right, what could be more confident than a lesbian who masturbates in front of men and refuses to let them do anything for her, you know? <laughs> but instead, it just comes out as completely, like, I've never seen anything like this. The guys don't even seem to care either. No. She's like masturbating right in front of them. And they don't even really seem to care. She does it all the time. Yeah. And she's in full get up. It's like, at least pull your pants down or something. She's just like 
in full army garb. It is so weird. Put her in weird. a tent. It is so weird. Yeah, give her some Man. privacy. Yeah, put her in a fucking tent. I don't get it at all. And then, and yeah, so Cisco's bad. like, I'd let you lick me, but none of you guys know how. And then, yeah, too bad. There's not, uh, there's not enough. What, I think she says bitch in this litter. Yes, yes, she did say that, yes. Those exact words. Oh, Romero and his, and his words. <laughs> I mean, I know he was trying to, like, you know, make up for Bob. Yeah, you no know, one does a Bob yeah, didn't one. work, it didn't work. It didn't work. Very hard. I mean, here's the thing. And the <laughs> actors aren't horrible, you know, whatever, they're fine, they we're just yeah. trying to do No, these do are working actors. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You look at their IMDb and these are people who aren't great. They're not terrible. Well, I'm going to argue Desarge is pretty terrible. But they're not great. They're not that terrible. But they're just like, they just do so many films, so many TV shows. And none of them are great. So they just have never really been given much chance yeah. to do much, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, she seems like she could be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her character. I just didn't like what they did with her. You yeah. Know? Same. Yeah. You don't like all your characters introduced by masturbating in public? <laughs> Not like that. And then it's uncalled for. It's like, mm. So weird. So uncomfortable. So they hear some screams and they go to investigate it and then they find a group around a fire uh, talking about nailing some girl. From behind. Which I never understand because they don't From shoot. behind. What's that about? Were they like, are they meant to be having sex with the zombies? Like, what's that's going? what I thought. Uh, yeah. Because that's what I was waiting to see. I thought they were going to be like, because it turns out they've been like putting these zombie heads on spikes while the zombies mm-hmm. are still alive because like they're not the penetrating the brains. Yeah. 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 But all the faces are still alive. And it's a creepy image, but again, the CGI just lets <laughs> it down. So bad, the CGI. So bad. Aren't you missing, like, Greg Nicotero and Tom Savini here, like, to have, like, animatronic faces that, sure, Mm -hmm. would look animatronic, but it would look cool to have, like, real, just, like, real-looking heads. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, I kept expecting it to be, like, the surprise wasn't the heads, but it was going to be, yeah, they'd, like, chained up a zombie woman and they were raping her or something bizarre like that. Because that's totally the sort of thing I'd imagine Romero to do. That's what I thought. Um, But, yeah, it's not what happens here. Yeah, so they go investigate, they see the stuff, and Saad shoots each of these heads. And then it turns into a gunfight. And then a teenage boy who's been hanging out with these, this little fire group of hicks, I guess. These are the hicks, aren't they? For this film? Yeah. Romero hates hicks. Yeah, these are the bad hicks. <laughs> <laughs> this teenage boy shows up who's just credited as boy. That's his name. Really? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a name. Just boy. <laughs> and he swears he's not one of them and tries to, and he takes a gun and finishes the job. So... Uh, the Sarge smacks him in the face. Because, <laughs> you know, it won't be a Romero film without someone getting smacked in the face. Quite right. Quite right. Um, so, yeah, the boy steals his shit back from the corpses. And then they find an armored money transfer truck fan thing. Uh, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's over a million dollars in there. And the kid then pretends to swallow the key <laughs> in the worst fucking magic trick ever. And instead pockets it. And the Sarge sees it happening. And Asajj wants them to drive north because they say, where are you going? And say, we want to get to no place. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, no, we don't want to go to no place. No, <laughs> there's nothing at no place. <laughs> so the boy suggests, let's go to this. Uh, we should go to an island. And then he talks about a guy online called Captain Courageous. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I don't know how they're getting internet reception anyway on these laptops. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Very good point. But yeah, they get on the internet and they introduce him to Captain Courageous, which is, of course, O'Flynn himself being like a fucking a racist Irish like fishing advert. <laughs> it, it's so weird. Like Long and John Silver. And he's yeah. playing out, he's, he's trying to, he's asking a crowd of people because he's saying, I've got this great island called Plum Island and it's just off of Delaware and like everything's fantastic and you should come and help me fight the Madoons. He kind of like slips that in there. <laughs> and and then, then he does this crazy fucking cackle at the end of the video, <laughs> like a mad person. And you're like, clearly you don't trust that guy. Clearly you do not go to the man who calls himself Captain Courageous looks like a pu- fucking pirate and is asking you to come and join his battle with some crazy Irish man. You don't do it. And the Sarge, to his credit, doesn't want to. Um, but sadly, he can't act for shit. So they all ignore him <laughs> and decide they decide to go. He's bad, man. Come on. Like, I mean, I get what you're saying with some of these guys, but Sarge, oh, he's bad. I don't know. I mean- <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. He was all right, but he was just so like shouty all the time. He just shout all the time. He was like, why? What? Where? Oh God. When when he freaks out, it's terrible. Oh, it's just so unjustified. Yeah. When he freaks out in that van or whatever and smashes the window with the gun, it was just like, huh? Mm. Terrible. He does it twice. Why? It's not terrible. his fault, no, he's bad. though. It's that. It is. He's bad. Mm. He wrote that in. He's bad. <laughs> sure, but you can make that look convincing. Yes, like, but god dang. And he's terrible in this scene where he's like, oh, I don't want to go. I want to go north. And he just is like, I know. Oh, so easily terrible. convinced to go south. And surely you bring the person who can act from the last film. I mean, and I don't know who, again, I don't think there was anybody there in Dara the Dead, but like, don't bring someone who you've confirmed can't act. <laughs> Well, like you I thought you said Romero them. likes non-actors, so... He does, he does. Mm. He likes people who can't act, it's true. And then we cut to a Chinese fisherman? Yeah, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> oh, sorry, like, I what? should say while the kid sleeps, the sergeant steals the key back from him. Yeah, I don't fucking know where this guy came from. There's a Chinese fisherman who snags a zombie in the water and then shoots him with his fishing rod. And then he's recasting and snags another zombie on the roof behind him. <laughs> like, in this film, I will say this, there are fucking zombies all over the shop in this film. Yeah. Like, they're just everywhere. They're like earwigs. Mm-hmm. They're just like crawling around, <laughs> coming out of the gaps. And they kill them in a million different ways. Like, there's so none of them really look any good, but... They really do try. Like, they try and be in as many of as possible. And what if a zombie did this? And a zombie did this? And a zombie did this? And yeah, they feel yeah, no, I mean, yeah. This film was like, how many different ways can we kill a zombie film? Essentially? Yeah. But the problem is, a lot of it, like this scene, is played for comedy. Like, the music is comedy <laughs> in this scene, as this Chinese guy's fighting with a zombie and falls into the water. Like, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. He wasn't um, one of the. Of. Yeah. yeah, he's got to be yeah. with them. He wasn't on. Was he? Because he was yeah. on, the, on the island, though. Uh, no, he must have been a new recruit. I they must see. Have there are no Asians on that Could island, you- Haruka. Okay. I know. That's why I was thinking. <laughs> They've only been having sex with each other for for fucking hundreds of years. <laughs> um. So O'Flynn's there with his pals. It was so funny. This scene is so fucking funny because Flynn's just like 
inside this little wooden shack by the pier. He's put out this video and then they're what? They're just waiting, hoping that someone checks the internet for Captain Courageous and then is stupid enough to come to Delaware. <laughs> and so they're just waiting in this little shack and their faces are just peering out of these windows. <laughs> these three God. old Irish guys. How do they how do they survive in that little shack? How do they do anything? That's what how the Chinese boys doing is fishing. They eat fish. I- Yes. In zombie infested water? Yeah. It's terrible. It's so terrible. And how long have they been waiting there for? Exactly. <laughs> Just hoping, oh, don't worry. It'll go viral any day now. We put it up online. Well, apparently it did work, right? Because yeah, apparently. Had, like people coming to see them and they did send a few people across the channel. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Is that what it yeah, is? They did. For whatever they had, that's how I guess that's how they got supplies and stuff. Give us mm. everything you have, and then we'll give you a rowboat to where you're gonna go. But why did he go with this slot then, and not with the previous slots? What do you mean? Because well, because if Flynn goes back there to like you know claim his revenge or whatever, oh, wh- why didn't he go with the other? Well, people because everybody up? else died. He had nowhere else to go. He had no but shack anymore. Shack on was the gone. Island. But everyone else were lame. These guys were like military. So yeah. probably he thought, oh, I have a chance right. now. I completely missed that. It, I was completely just like, these are the first people who are stupid enough to turn up. And you're just <laughs> no, waiting for remember weeks. There like, was I completely that hole, missed that. Like on the shore, there's all those dead people. Because every time yeah, somebody some came. Dead people. No, every time somebody came, the uh, whatever that, that preacher guy killed all of them. Automatically, because I just thought it was people from the island. I didn't realize that said, was people. Oh no, no, yeah, they said because it's not his kin, right? Mm. Yeah, I thought it was the, just many. He was like, there were like, I didn't mean for any of this to happen. Yeah, yeah the no. guy. The, right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Guy. He he actually wanted people to maybe like have a good life there. All is forgiven. Then I, this film's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's it. It's, everything now makes sense. It's pulled together. Yeah, so then they have this absolutely hilarious conversation, which is the kind of thing you do in a screenplay, and then when you get to shoot it, hopefully someone goes, hang on, this doesn't work. Where they're having a conversation between people shut inside a van that's about 40 feet away from people shut inside a shack, and they're not even leaning out their windows. They're just talking. (laughs) They're not even shouting. They're just talking to each other, and we're cutting back and forth as if we're meant to believe they can hear this conversation of two people inside different things from, like, quite a long way away. It's so dumb. It's ridiculous. Just to clarify to people on the podcast, people are nodding their heads right now. I'm not the weird one. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Like, you think a movie that's $4 million, somebody would have been like, uh, maybe you guys should shout. <laughs> the geography doesn't work. <laughs> or even the Lean actors, like, oh, I would probably shout to, mm-hmm, uh-huh. to get my voice over to the shack. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't have those actors in the real geographical place like reading lines against. You'd have to have someone next to the camera reading lines against at that distance, you know? Mm. So it's like, you would know it doesn't work because it would take mm-hmm. effort to shoot that scene. What the fuck? So then we have a new terminology for zombies. Deadheads. Yeah. Isn't that like people who follow the Grateful Dead? Oh. You think this is all... A middle finger to Grateful Dead fans. Mm. 
Did this catch on Haruko? Is this the only Romero film where he hasn't put something into zombie lore? Or added what? something to zombie lore? Deadheads. Uh, Does anybody else use this? Hmm. I don't, don't know. know. Don't know. Don't know that I've heard it. I'm not sure if this film adds anything to zombie lore well, other than ponies. Well, zombies eventually eat horses. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I just don't know if that's something that that anybody's using. Mm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He always seems to add something well, where Twitch and catches the, the on whole, in popular like, culture. Thing that comes in later on. Some of the characters bite the bite off a zombie's oh, yeah. finger, that and then he gets infected. Before, that must have happened before this really? by, by 2010. Yeah, Maybe. I, I mean, like so. in Romero verse. I meant no, not for like- sure. Yeah, it's first time for Romero, but he normally does. He normally invents something new in each film, oh, which then is added to zombie popular culture. If you know what I mean, you know, I see. I see. It becomes a staple. Horse yeah, riding. Anyway, I love this bit as well because I've Flynn shouts him. Oh, you can't get out now because the roads are lined with TNT. Oh boy! What about the one they just drove in on? <laughs> They just drove. <laughs> well, maybe they have like, like a switch to like not activate it, like deactivate no, it while they drive on. in. You can't do that with TNT. That's ridiculous. Well, it did have some like lights. Light yeah, yeah. System thing going on there. I saw that too. They, but then they that. just sew the zombies like walking it, and it just blows up. So it just works like you know a mine. Well, who the fuck knows, Al? You're the one that made us Fuck's watch this stupid. movie. I did not stop saying <laughs> that from fuck out the fuck. I did not make you do anything. <laughs> This is not going to become a reoccurring thing. Uh, but then they see a big old boat and Asajj says, I could swim over to that and bring it back. And then Cisco goes, yeah, but can you drive it? And he's like, yeah, I could fucking do it. And he's like, I'll figure it out. And Cisco says, I know how to drive a boat. Boats are like women. There isn't one I can't figure out. Because <laughs> he keeps wanting to, he keeps wanting to get down and dirty with Tomboy saying that if she gives him five minutes and yeah. He'll give her, He'll was it five minutes? No, I don't hate his forever. acting, though. No. It's all right. I mean, for the for you. the lines he had, he did okay, you know? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, I think is the operative word. It's like in a, in a sea of shit. Yeah, <laughs> really, it is in a sh- sea sinking. of shit. <laughs> um, so then a firefight begins between the two groups, and Cisco's trying to, like, is he really called Cisco? Am I saying that right? Oh, yeah, that's a fucking it's rapper, Cisco, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> right. Um, as he's trying to swim across. And then we have... I mean, there are cool ideas in this film. There are, like, the zombie hands coming out of the water as he swims. So having these zombies who are presumably at the bottom... I mean, it doesn't make sense. It would have to be so shallow. It's mm. ridiculous. Yeah, because even at one point, they were like, oh, yeah, they must be standing. Zombies must be standing yeah. on the bottom. <laughs> okay. But they must be on the, They must be on ladders down there. Because yeah, <laughs> but then how is like, a ferry all the way over there? Exactly. Exactly. It has to be deep enough for a ferry to, you know, <sighs> yep. be able to fucking. Uh, I don't know. Again, stuff that works maybe in script, but when you get to set, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> but zombies. Uh, oh, I guess I don't know if they swam. I guess they could have walked in Land of the Dead. Yeah. Mm. Who knows. <laughs> Anyway, one of the zombie's hands comes out of water and grabs him, and so he bites the finger off, which surely seems surely is a bad idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> surely don't do that. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I just find these two, again, these two, like the army people and then these Irish people, it just doesn't mix for me. It's just so weird. No. It's just like oil and vinegar. It's just, it's like two different movies smashed together. Cisco uses a fire extinguisher on a zombie on the boat, and its eyes pop out, all CGI Ugh. style. Again, this could be so cool. Like, the idea of this is cool. 
So I guess but they, how it looks. I know. I guess they use the same effects uh, uh, company as they did for Diary of the Dead. So I don't know why it's so much worse. I have no idea. Because, yeah, there's no like, practical stuff. How here. much was uh, Diary of the Dead? It was less than this. Diary was like two or something. Dang. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the uh, tomboy comes in and saves him from like another zombie and then they start to boat up as Sarge throws a grenade at the Irish lot and it blows up the building in a total comedy Oh move. my God. It was just the front bit of the cottage? <laughs> just like blows up. Slapstick comedy. <laughs> Fuck. You're left with these three Irish, like old Irish fishermen sort of looking guys just huddled. <laughs> just like standing there like, oh. They're like, what the fuck happened? Oh, so God. stupid. So stupid. So one of those Irish guys gets eaten because all the zombies go after them, and then the others. So Flynn grabs some dynamite, traps him in the shed. Even he passes the zombie to dynamite here because the zombies are like reaching out. <laughs> so he just gives him some dynamite. Which I was just, uh, I was just waiting for the zombie to say, like, oh, like land flower. Land um, flower. And then, and then he jumps onto the boat. And it's like this whole scene's ridiculous. Just like, oh, you see that huge boat? Let's just go over there while people are shooting at us. Zombies are trying to eat you. Hope there's a way to start that boat. Drive it over to us through shallow waters. <laughs> Get everyone driven onto it. And Flynn then gets onto it as well. And then Tomboy saves him. She's saving everybody. This shit's nice. Power to the, to the females in this movie. So yeah, I like, I tell you what, because they're on this boat and I like the idea of just staying on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm kind of like... I just watch a movie where you just stay on a huge fucking barge because you got they've got some foods on there and you got protection and it seems so bad. Um, but no, the girl, yeah, tomboy's all excited because she finds out Flynn has a has a daughter. So you know, possible lesbian action because when you're gay, you are always attracted to everyone of the same sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially that's when what, uh, the world is like. ending. That's what your huge concern is. <laughs> yeah, just getting <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh boy! And then Sarge, I hate this as well. Sarge and O'Flynn have this standoff, and then Sarge says, "Why do I like you?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't fucking know. Why do you? He's a he's an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. Maybe that's why you like each other. They both smoke a lot, like smoking buddy thing. That's true. That's true. I just can't. O'Flynn, I can't. Like I, I can't believe is a real person. Like I can't believe. That actor exists. <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. Oh, God. He's like a cartoon Irish character. He's like a little leprechaun. Yeah, and then a Flynn saves him from a zombie, so they're kind of pals. Cisco, meanwhile, looking pretty peaky. <laughs> Could have been that fingery bit. I'm not sure. And he tells Tomboy how... But he tells her, like, quite proudly, he's like, I bit one of the zombie's fingers off. She's like, did you swallow any blood? He's like, nah, don't think so. It's probably not that. <laughs> I think I swallowed some water, but blood though. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I swallowed shit tons of water. Lots of liquid, but probably none of it was blood. I just bit the finger off, you know? <laughs> so then they scour the ship for any remaining zombies, and we find out zombies can drive cars now. That's new law. That's not carried over. So if it's a zombie, like, yeah, driving back and forth in his car... And then eventually they see the island and a Flynn tells them drop anchor and let's take a little dinghy so no one will see them coming. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, sorry, yeah. And then we have a zombie turns up as Sarge. Sarge also looks really tired of the zombies, which I do kind of, again, this is like very Romero tropes, you know, to kind of like people are bored of the zombies by this point. Problem is I'm feeling pretty bored of the zombies by this point. I'm bored of the zombies. 
<laughs> it's not really about the zombies that much in this one, too. No. Not at all. I mean, there's a lot there, but yeah, there's not much commentary about the zombies. The commentary's on the people, mm-hmm. which is different for Romero. So then Sarge, yeah, he, f- he puts a flare into the zombie's chest and then it catches fire from the inside. Again, this is cool, but it just doesn't look great. I mean, it looks all right. Looks better than some of the other effects. Mm-hmm. But well, no, you guys aren't convinced no, of any of this. Whatever. I mean, that didn't- whatever. It ain't going to save the goddamn movie. <laughs> I'm looking for the kernels where I can, all right? It's like the island idea. I don't mind. I like that. The boat idea, I like yeah. that. And a bunch of these deaths, conceptually, they're great. Yeah, shove a fire extinguisher and a zombie's f- in the mouth and then, like, blow the fucking eyeballs out of it. Just sounds cool. Put a flare inside it till it catches fire. Sounds cool. But just none of it's made nicely. Yeah, none of it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then they get to the shore in the morning. And Flynn explains why he was kicked off. And he explains that one side of the Pussyfoot River. <laughs> why does it have to be named Pussyfoot? It's like he must think all of this is so funny. <laughs> right? This is real like grand, this is granddad humor, isn't it? I <laughs> guess. Because why, why else? Bless him. Oh, boy. You think they made it, them all like Irish just to get away with all these like pussy jokes? Yeah. <laughs> the Irish Maybe. are known for their pussy sense jokes. Of humor. <laughs> no, their sense of humor. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're really saying. He explains here that one side of the river is always blown to the Flynn's, the other side to the Muldoon's. And then we see a zombie mailman who's chained to the post. And he keeps delivering that mail. And we see another zombie farmer that's chained and a zombie lumberjack who's chained. And again, I like all these things. Like this is very Romero. Yeah, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, so keep them busy, just keep them chained up, doing what they did when they were alive, alive, and they seem a lot less harmful that way. I guess you know, it's yeah, a little mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I like this idea of like. Well, what I would like more is to know nothing about it. Like the idea of following, say, like Sarge and his army group. Ideally with better script, better actors, better, you know, sh- <laughs> like effects. Yeah. B- but having them decide, because the kid says, we should find an island. So they don't even need the O'Flynn. They've already had the idea, let's find an island. And then like, sure, they go off on a boat and then they find an island. And that's like the first like half of the film or something. And then the second half, they get to this island and it looks deserted. But it's kind of like Wicker Man, you know, they've come mm-hmm. across this sort of cult island. They didn't, you know, is, that's weird and scary for different reasons. And their first thing when they get there is finding all these people just like chained up like zombies doing their old chores. That'd be fucking creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you realize, oh, there are people living on this island and there's a weird like, yeah, like just have the Muldoons. Forget about the O'Flints. Just the Muldoons. And they've all decided, no, because of religious reasons, we keep them all alive here and we do weird stuff with them. You know, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Because it kind of looked cool. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that part. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, and I know I'm wrong because I've seen the trailer and it's a piece of shit, but I feel like this is a movie where you should be able to make a cool trailer out of it. <laughs> but once you watch any of these scenes in motion, it just falls apart completely, you know? Mm. But then someone starts shooting at them, so they hide and a little gunfight kicks off, Western style. And then Cisco is meanwhile taking his pulse at this time, because what better time? than during a, a gunfight than to take your pulse. And then Sarge gets clipped in the soldier. Soldier? Sol- shoulder. In the soldier. In the soldier, soldier shoulder. Sol- there you go. <laughs> That's the one. 
While protecting his friend, who he said he would never protect first, he said, I wouldn't take a bullet for anybody. And then he does. And then his friend's like, oh, you see, you you good one. And then he dies. Kenny. Bye-bye, Kenny. And then Tomboy takes out the shooter. Because again, she's fucking doing everything in this movie. She's saving everybody in this film, as well as masturbating in public. Like, what more do you want as a female? Exactly. Yeah, and then O'Flynn's daughter rides by with what looks like the crow makeup on. Like, she just like, <laughs> she looks like she's one of the members of Kiss. She just sort yeah. of rides by with black eye makeup on. Goth. I did not get she was dead in this shot to begin no. with at all. I had to go back to that shot. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were like, she's dead. I was like, was she? <laughs> she's riding a pony. Surely she's I know. Fine. <laughs> it's hard to stay on. Yeah, I love this line as well, because Sarge just seems fine, and then Tomboy goes, given the fact that you've been shot, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'll live. <laughs> yeah, so here's where we see those dead zombies lying on the banks of the river, which I completely didn't understand then. I completely got the wrong end of now this. Now you guys. know. Now, now it's all come together. And Sarge wants in on taking down Mundoon, because he's like, he killed, he's like, chained these people up, he killed these people, and he's killed my friend. Let's take this motherfucker down. Flynn says he's going to round up some of his old crew and meet them just after nightfall. Sarge? Seems completely fine with his <laughs> gunshot shoulder. <laughs> Doesn't face him. Now we come back to Muldoon. Now, if you're talking about bad actors. Oh, God. He's sitting on his porch <sighs> listening to country music. <laughs> oh, banjo. Fucking banjo country, which they fade up at the end of this scene. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, and then he rides out with a friend to help out with a problem that they've got to do with a deadhead, which they seem very fine with killing now. And he says, like, those that don't show promise, I'll kill. Yeah. Strangers, I'll kill. So <laughs> but weird. But not family who do show promise. <laughs> Does not make sense. No. At all. God is frowning upon him, surely. It's like, oh, if you have was- an idea like this, go with it. I mean, to be fair, he was pretty crazy. He was acting pretty crazy. Yeah, but just like, I don't know. Like, I d- <sighs> it's, uh, it just seems, it, it seems wishy-washy to me. It seems mm-hmm. wishy-washy. Just have some conviction. But yeah, there are tons of visual effects stuff here. We've got like a zombie ripping its own foot off just to try to keep walking. And then they're learning that zombies only want to eat people and not pigs because they've like kept a zombie in a pan and there's a pig in front of it and it's refusing to eat it. None of that delicious bacon. Um, so Muldoon tells him, go get O'Flynn's daughter, the one on the horse, because maybe she's the one. She's the one who they can teach to eat something other than people. Why? I don't know. What's special about her? Because she's smart. Because she's the only one that's like riding a horse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Because she's the only one. Because she's the only one we've met before. That's why. Because it's the only one that means anything to the audience. That's that's the Uh. fucking reason. But she's just riding around the islands, and every now and then we just keep like cutting to her looking stupid, just riding. And you can see Romero's just gone, just put on a straight face, look very serious, very serious. (laughs) Don't smile. <laughs> Ride your horse. Oh, man. But one of the Muldoon's crew is a sexy cowboy man who we turn out is an ex-convict that Muldoon saved who was, who's been sweet on O'Flynn's daughter. Bit late to set this up, I feel. <laughs> this should be opening scene, right? Yeah. Set up something, something with these two. God. I don't know. And why like, is he sweet on the dead one? There's another one that's alive. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, they look the same. They're probably the same, uh, right? That's how twins yeah. go. <laughs> They're basically the same. Uh. 
just oh man so stupid well not as stupid as what he's going to do later when he meets up yeah. so the army <laughs> lot get to the meeting house the kid sniffs at vinyl right this is showing oh the age oh my god i fucking uh wanted to kill him that would not happen nowadays nowadays a young kid but oh cool vinyl man and i'd want to kill him for different reasons <laughs> <laughs> he can't win basically true true just ignore the vinyl and move on and the sarge keeps saying he's fine with his wound so the girl goes to look for Cisco, who's like crept off with his bad pulse rate. And then the kid starts to have second thoughts about the island. He's like, I like small towns, but small towns give birth to small people. <laughs> and then he turns around and goes, and then he says, but you're not a small person. What are you, six foot two, six foot three? Uh, oh like, my gosh, uh. I don't get that. Cool. Why? I don't... <laughs> get it at all like what was that supposed to what it's like you write a bad line and then you somehow make it worse yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh it was so confusing it was such a smug line i can tell that they they thought it was a very clever line did he doesn't even seem to say in joke he seems to be pretty sincere i don't know (laughs) it was so weird and then also then he started talking about like whatever that small town is he has that town that he's from is that what he was talking about too like the sarge right yeah i didn't even uh, that didn't make sense either like not there was like what None is the purpose sense. of all of this <laughs> no purpose at all. Oh boy. so cisco is hurting and he wanders out to a field and tomboy finds him and then he's going to kill himself but she says if you kill yourself you burn in hell and that's the one thing your god doesn't forgive Oh, but you could kill, you could just kill everybody else and it's okay? <laughs> I don't get it. God forgives you for killing everybody else, but you can't kill yourself. Uh, yeah, apparently. Well, I thought Cisco is the religious one and Tomboy oh. didn't really care about religion yeah. because then she later on said something about heaven and how his, like, chatting up Virgin Mary or something like that. But then how... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then oh, why, like, uh, they never before that moment they never like gave us an inkling that he was religious no, no. not really it happened before he like shoots a zombie he just like you know kisses the necklace that's across or something around his he neck did? just something dumb like that mm. just, no no but that's all oh, you yeah, need yeah. just a little thing yeah. like that mm-hmm. that would still be stupid but at least then we'd get oh it, he you know? did thank the god when he made it alive onto the ferry oh, oh, thank god yeah, yeah said, but you could just god. take that as thank Gla- god yes that's what he said <laughs> but I would say that too mm. I'm not religious. Yeah. Yeah. You need to see he's carrying something on his body that Mm -hmm. that shows he belongs to a religion. Like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, But then, so she kills him and then she says, You finally did it, Cisco. You finally changed my life forever. Oh, cringe. And and luckily, she doesn't start masturbating. So it's all fine. (laughs) So then, yeah, the girl gets kidnapped. Oh, sorry, she gets kidnapped. Tonko gets kidnapped. And then we come back to Sarge and he suddenly says out of nowhere, you know, I think I need to check this shoulder out. <laughs> and then just blacks out. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're shot in the fucking shoulder. And then he spends scenes because Romero basically was like, oh, no, I don't want to deal with this yet. Just, just being like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not even looking in pain. And then he just suddenly just blacks out. So the kid goes off into the woods to get some water. Oh, what is this water going to do? A water from a uh, dead lake? <laughs> Why? Exactly. It's not like, it's oh not pregnant. 
<laughs> he doesn't need hot like he just he's like oh he blacked out i better go get a bucket of water and then shouts out loud oh i forgot my gun <laughs> and then he goes oh no that was too loud i should be quieter i forgot my gun i mean he seemed pretty like you know cocky and smart till that point and then he was all like oh i don't have my gun Everyone, fucking, I don't have my gun. It's fucking terrible writing. It's terrible. It really is. Um, I'm liking... I started concentrating on other things at this point in this movie. I like the autumn tones. Mm -hmm. The trees are a nice auburn color, which I was enjoying quite a bit. And I kept just thinking, yeah, I miss Dawson's Creek. And I would totally just want to hang out on that island. I kind of want to know which one they filmed it on and go hang out there. Is it Nova Scotia maybe? or one It's in Canada, island? I think. They shot everything in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Nova Scotia is, ah. is Canada, Canada, Canada. That's I where they shoot see, a sorry. lot of this stuff. But no, Nova Scotia is pretty big, so this might be a little island. I see. Near that or something. Yeah, so you get some water from the river, which, yeah, as you guys are saying, I would not touch because a lot of dead people and zombies. Um, forget about beaver urine. This is like contaminated water. O'Flynn, meanwhile, has a group of friends together. He's got some of his old pals together. And then they see Cowboy has a kidnapped uh, Tomboy. Tomboy. <laughs> cowboy as tomboy and then we just cut to her just sitting with Muldoon who's feeding her dinner it's like it's a big jump and he tells her she's, she can hear like a, a, his wife in the kitchen she's like can I, can I see her and he says like women and children have their place children quiet and in bed women in the kitchen <laughs> but is she actually making the food because she looked like she didn't like the food you know like She's not cooking um, the food, though. I don't know. I just was like, fucking what? hope not. What's the, why are they even eating? It's very weird. It's very. I mean, yeah, like you say, here we go. I guess he's meant to be crazy, but I'm not really getting that. Like, yeah. I need to see scary mm -hmm. crazy. You know, I need to see the Walking Dead characters crazy. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And then he shows off the the photos of his dead ancestors. Yeah, yeah it's all like yes. weird Victorian style. Thing. So this is the second twist as to why they're doing it. Which we really get before we get the other twist properly. We get a bit with the pig, but he's like, yeah, here's all these photos of his dead relatives because he says we like to keep them with us. So even before the zombies, this fucking family would keep their dead in, you know, preserved. I mean, that's like, what they used to do with. in the Victorian time, I think, but this is like way after Victorian era, right? And not like this. Like, they're just hanging out with them. They're like, photos <laughs> of them just like, like they've been propped up on things. Like, they're about to start playing darts. And it's just, it's so fucking weird. It's still not justified enough. Like, no. Mm. And it's like, if you're going to do that, reveal it as our heroes go into a house and they go into a room and there are fucking dead bodies everywhere that are still sitting there. So you get a scare out of it and you don't know what's going on and then explain it. Don't tell us about it and then never do anything with it. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like, this is all backwards and not, not, it's just like, what, why does this even need to be here? It's like, you've given him a good reason for keeping these people chained up and you're making us maybe buy into that. You don't need anything else. Why do this? <laughs> do you want to go home? Yeah, quit? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's so worse watching it or worse talking about it. <laughs> I know, this is the problem. Normally these films I can have a bad time watching them, but when we talk about it, it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. This one's harder I mean, to talk about. Quite a lot. This yeah. Quite hard, yeah. The girl sees Mundoon's wife. She's a zombie and chained up in the kitchen. She's like, oh my God. I mean, he just told you he keeps his normal people 
when they're dead. So what do you think he's going to do with his zombie wife, right? <laughs> oh, God. And then he says something about, like, if we don't do the right thing, God's going to send us all to hell and the devils will send us back. That sentence made no sense to me. God's going to send... Well, the devils aren't in heaven. Listen, if they don't do the right thing by God's letting the dead keep So if they do the wrong living, thing by... Killing the dead, then God's no. going to put them in hell, and then the devils are going to send them back to where? To Earth? To Earth, I suppose. But then why is it Sounds okay right. to kill the living? I don't no, I mean, get it. That'd be immortal, wouldn't it? <laughs> Sounds all right. <laughs> I don't understand. So confused. So confused. It's almost like it's written by a man who doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, meanwhile, ex-convict sexy cowboy man is chasing O'Flynn's daughter and then he lassoes her, the zombie one. And he looks like he's going to go and kiss her. <laughs> like he holds her really close and he looks like about to kiss. He's like, no, it's me. It's me. It's okay. It's okay. And we have no heritage between these two other than one person said, oh, you used to fancy her, basically. And, <laughs> and then she tries to bite him. Why? And yeah. Why, uh, why, well, no, do you, why are they so okay with letting her get so close to them? And, like, why didn't she bite them off, bite their heads off? You know, like, I don't know. Man. No sense. None of it makes Doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense. It's really stupid. It's really stupid. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he's actually going to kiss her. And then at the same time, Sarge is having dreams of her, and then he wakes up to her face, and oh my God, she's still alive, but no twist. She has a twin sister who luckily introduces herself to, hello, I'm the twin sister. <laughs> so we all know what's going on. Because God forbid that we're, you know, slightly intrigued for a single second. <laughs> Janet and Jane. Jane is the dead one. Janet's the alive one. She's patched up Sarge's shoulder, so don't worry. He's all good. Cisco and Tomboy, they're gone. This was about a point where I realized that she's called Tomboy, by the way. <laughs> Took me this long. I was like, really? So they head on out and they get to the bridge and Sarge tells the boy uh, to go back because they meet up with the O'Flins and he's like, is he doing this because he cares about a boy or is he doing this for self-preservation to have like a good backup plan? I don't really know. Excellent. Thanks, guys. They're <laughs> <laughs> just dragging. Like, <laughs> it's always good when you visually do cues that people can't hear. <laughs> I feel like he cares about a boy. I think they're meant to have Yeah, connected. he cares about the boy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So he tells the boy, go get the money from the safe, get out of there, and he gives him the key. And then lights turn on and we see on the other side of Pussy Foot Bridge, <laughs> Tomboy has been chained up and there are zombies on, on what do you call it, those things that you, uh, like, neck sticks. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Those things that you use when you're, like, herding stuff, who are, like, just kept at bay, ready to eat her. So, yeah, like, uh, Muldoon threatens them all that they're going to eat Tomboy unless they put down all the weapons. So they put them down. They didn't really have a good plan here, did they? No. No. Like they know he's kidnapped this girl. Ugh. And then they cross the bridge and then they're all taken hostage to his house. So, Muldoon shows O'Flynn that he has his dead daughter in the pen now, who again, doesn't seem to give much of a shit. <laughs> doesn't really seem to care that his, his daughter is in this pen. Um, and then they're bringing in a horse to see if she'll eat it. <laughs> and I'm thinking Ugh. is... Is this, the, uh, is this the rest of the film now? We're just going to be waiting to see if she eats a horse. And then we they like let the other zombies out of the stable to see, so they can show them what's going on because they want them to learn from her. Are you about to, you're about to stand up for it. You keep standing up for this film, Haruka. Are you going to get to the end of this no, and you I love it? No, I was not trying to stand up for it. 
I was like, but she's been like galloping on that horse like all this time. What makes them think that she's suddenly going to like eat it? Yeah. Yeah. If any zombie wouldn't eat a horse, it's her. Exactly. <laughs> she's I the one who the likes horses. Pig. Why give her the horse? <sighs> yeah. And then uh, Muldoon just shouts at Oflin and says, that's all I ever wanted was for you to admit that I'm right and you're wrong. And then I'll let you all go free. It's like, really? This, these are our characters? Like, they're fucking children. Like, did you not feel that with, like, those two with the Flynn Waldo? It's just like, just cut it out, it guys. Just you just it was dumb. It was dumb, man. So, uh, Flynn refuses because he says, I haven't killed you yet. And, and meanwhile, the alive daughter is teaming up with Boy. And then you come back to the house and they're all just waiting to see what happens with this girl and the horse as Muldoon is sleeping in his chair. <laughs> And then oh, Janet just God. sneaks in and gives everybody their guns back and then just suddenly stands up because they go, oh, who's there? And she stands up because it's me. I gave them their guns back. <laughs> and then they oh. go, oh, really? <laughs> and she's like, yes. So now everybody has guns, so you shouldn't shoot each other. It's basically uh, what she's trying to say, right? It's like so <sighs> stupid. And then Captain Cowboy changes sides, but he gets shot in the leg. And then, yeah, zombie, the zombie twin sister reaches out for the alive one, so she stupidly walks over because, of course, zombie wasn't one bites like, her. And why wasn't anybody like, oh, be careful! Be careful! <laughs> like, don't get too close! You don't know! You know what they <laughs> tend to do? Nobody said fucking anything! <laughs> Nothing that happens in any of this last third like, relates to real human reactions. <sighs> like, nothing. Everyone's just a fucking idiot. So yeah, she just gets bitten and you're thinking, you know what? Serves you fucking right. And then Serves she calls her sister right. a bitch. Yeah. You yeah. bitch. Well, what the fuck How did you expect? You? <laughs> and now you hate your sister? <laughs> you hate her enough to call her a bitch? Like, what? Mm. I don't know. It was so weird. I wrote down, the twin is so fucking stupid, I can't even. That was my note. <laughs> it's true. It's very, very true. Very apt. Uh, so they stop firing at Muldoon and he just wobbles behind a tree. Which is <laughs> great. They're just like gunfire and he just like wobbles off with his gun behind a tree. And then the cowboy uh, one shoots open the gate for the zombies and tries to lure them over to Muldoon but dies. The mu- I know you mentioned it briefly at the beginning, Haruka, but the music in this is so fucking dull. So awful. It's fucking so terrible. And this guy who did it, he has done so much stuff. Like we were checking him out beforehand, and I, this guy has done. I don't even like. I just. I didn't even write any down because he's done so much stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, how do these people make? How do they get paid to do this? It's terrible. I don't know. Oh, it's I don't probably know. possibly the worst score I've ever heard. Maybe he's like, ever. oh, it's- they're not paying me much for this. I'm just going to give it to my assistant. <laughs> but Maybe. I, I, oh. from the look of the pedigree of the other stuff he's done, I think he would do that with every single film. Mm-hmm. Like this is just like. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. There's no inspiration here at all. Again, we have some cool kills, though. So we've got a person has his scalp ripped off by a zombie. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And then that penis yeah. thing, like somebody yeah. got like, yeah. stabbed through the penis. Yeah, poker through the groin. Yeah. A zombie gets spiked through the eye. A guy gets ripped in half. A zombie gets an axe head accidentally flipped into their head. <laughs> this is a freak. Some of these bits are pretty cool. If I was in a better mood from the rest of the film, I'd be having fun with this stuff. Um, but I'm just so tired by this point. And then a very, very strange setup happens. I don't even know how to explain. 
where a guy ends up hanging upside down <laughs> with a zombie hanging upside down. And you're waiting for, I don't know about you guys, I was waiting for them to come back to these two at some point, because this is surely comedy gold. Like, there's stuff you could do with this, and they don't do anything. They just show them both hanging upside down, and then nothing happens, and they just cut away. And it's like, just come back, and they're still, like, going at each other upside down or something, or they can't reach each other, or he's trying to get away. Like, that's like a tense situation, and then he just leaves it. And then uh, Flynn uses a zombie as a shield as he works his way towards Muldoon, and he tells him he only has one bullet left. Muldoon also only has one bullet left. So, hey, we're back in Western territory. And then he says, I've seen everything die around me. Now I'm dying. <laughs> and then and then his daughter comes over. Like, what does she say to him? Fuck, I forgot. She says like one sentence to him. She like shouts at them for kill, for like doing all the shooting. No, sorry, that's her, isn't it? Who that's says that? her, sorry. yeah. She says, yes, now I'm dying. Yeah, so I've seen everything die around me. Now I'm dying. That's literally what she says. And with that, O'Flynn just turns to Muldoon and says, ah, I've seen the error of my ways. <laughs> Like, that's it. Like, hundreds of years on this island of family feuding, this entire film of him being a complete prick who's, like, no reasoning, doesn't give a shit about his daughters, either of them, and will do, like, just doesn't care, just wants to, like, be right. And then she says, I've seen everything die around me, now I'm dying. And he's like, ah, oh, I saw the, I've seen the area of my ways. It's just terrible. But Muldoon shoots him in the back. So Flynn shoots him back with his tiny secret sleeve gun. Yeah. But before he falls to the ground, he says, you bastard, Muldoon. <laughs> like, really? Really? Do you reckon he let them ad-lib all this stuff? <laughs> He's just like, just go, go nuts, guys. Oh, God. It's fucking terrible. Janet sees zombie Jane go over to a horse and bite it. But only Janet sees it. Because everyone else is fucked off. They'll start walking away. But if Flynn is still alive and he has one shot, left so janet comes running over the sergeant and company to tell them the news about the horse munching very excited about this horse munching news uh but then her father shoots her in the head and then walks off like a crazy motherfucker good day to you <laughs> again a man who has been single-minded for hundreds of years his entire family then this same daughter says that she's dying and he changes he's like oh i've seen the error of my ways but then because she might say something that might prove that this other dude had been right all along, he just shoots her in the head. And then he's like, she, she said that I could never, I, I'm not even, I don't even know. I'm doing yeah. like a country accent <laughs> now for his Irish bitch. accent. Yeah. She said I could never do it. She said I would never shoot one of, one of my own. And look what I did. I did it. Like so proud. <laughs> I don't know. I will kill my own family. <laughs> Which again is fine if like any of this was earned or if there's any consistency or anything. No, it's but it's not, just like yeah, it's just random it's not earned. It's just random stabs in the dark. Oh fuck me. That's what years of incest do to you, you know? That's a good point, You're man. Crazy. That's a good point. Incest makes you stupid. Mm -hmm. Maybe Romero That's was from incest. <laughs> He's a lovely man. No, I know. He looks so sweet and he seems so sweet, but he really does. I, I want watched it. that little opening or whatever it says, do you want to see the introduction from Romero? And I was oh, like, really? okay, I'll watch nice. the introdu introduction. But, uh, Isn't he a nice guy? Yeah. Like, I don't know why. What's, what? I don't, but when he writes, I just don't know. I don't I'm know. Very, I mean, very affable, man. 
Yeah, if there's anything people take away from this podcast and this film, I think it is that incest is incest is bad. That's oh, really good for you. That's really what this entire podcast has been an advert for. They find a boat, and then they say, "There's a world out there. There's money out there." But we came here because this place could be better. What makes you think that we won't turn out like these assholes though if we stay here? And then he said, and then we get some VO again from Sarge. Like I was on the uh-huh. friend's side from the beginning, so I just saw Modun as the enemy. But I always wondered. We decided to take the money and run. But I still wondered. <laughs> what if Modun was right? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> and then we come back to the island and all the zombies are now just chowing down on horse. <laughs> was Tomboy with them? Yeah, oh. I think so. I think she was. I think it's yeah, the maybe. three of them. Okay. Tomboy, Boy, and yeah. Sarge. I don't know. I, uh, I would have stayed we- on the island. Oh, fuck yeah. 100%. 100%. Nearly everybody's dead. I would just yeah. kill everybody who's left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Burn. I don't care if they're alive or not. Everyone's stupid. Just kill them all. Burn the bodies and have your little island. It's a great island. Yeah. It's got a bridge. Houses. <laughs> got at least, at least one horse. <laughs> I mean, really, that's all we've seen is one horse. Yeah, really. I mean, two, maybe. That cowboy guy's got one as well, I guess. So then we get one last bit of VO is he says, pretty soon no one remembers why anyone was fighting to begin with. And it becomes just about those stupid flags. And we see what? Zombie O'Flynn and Muldoon, cowboy style, with a stupid big moon behind them, <sighs> clicking their empty guns at each other. The end. <laughs> I mean, that end shot was kind of cool in a very stupid, you know, no. No. Shaking your head there. There's so much. Like, if people listen to this podcast, like, they might tune out because there's a lot of silences going on. It's because we're all just looking at each other, just shaking heads in silent remorse, basically. Yeah. (laughs) The energy level for this. This is the thing. It's like, honestly, yeah, that end shot could be cool. Stylized. But it looks fucking terrible. And these characters are so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And just that VO at the end. It's like, yeah, again, like I like Romero's points for the stuff. I'm very anti-flag. I don't like flags. I think that, you know, segregation is caused by flags and really countries being countries. I don't believe in nationalism to anywhere. I would love a one flag world. I agree with a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff he's trying to discuss here. And now we end up like everyone's just fighting and you don't remember why you're fighting anymore. And that's definitely something that feels present and everything right now. Like people are just angry with each other. We're going to forget why <laughs> that began, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why did you make this movie? (laughs) Yeah, we remember why we're angry with Romero right now. (laughs) Oh, it's just sad because it's his last movie and you want to really love it Mm. and you really want to have fun with it. But it was a hard one, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was. All right. I think I can tell where this might be going. But, (laughs) Christina, tell me. How you felt about Survival of the Dead, and uh, you don't have to say what you want next because uh, nothing else, nothing else could, can come next. You know, uh, I thought the acting was okay. I've seen worse in his movies, so whatever. And you know, I actually didn't take down a lot of notes because everything was just kind of like, eh, eh, eh. you know, nothing like really like got me. As in, nothing I loved and nothing I like hated, hated. You know, so. It was just okay. I wouldn't want to watch this one again. For sure. (laughs) Not even if I made you. No, I I will say no. (laughs) 
you okay, can't make. So I'm me. interested where it's going to come. Where it's going to come. Um, yeah, next week I was when, thinking when about we do the wrap for up, the lineup of, uh, of my ordering of um, one to ten or whatever, one to whatever. Mm-hmm. Seven. Yeah, I know seven, where it's going to come. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was a hard okay. one. I mean, it wasn't she like so it, hard to watch. But- it was just kind of like okay, okay, whatever, okay. Uh, uh. It's just okay. It's just a movie, I guess. It wasn't good. And it I've seen worse, but I just don't it just didn't do anything for me. I didn't mm-hmm. care about anything about anything or anybody. I it's just uh, it felt really flat. Yeah. Yeah. Haruka. Yeah, ouch. I thought it was a better movie than Diary. But only, you know, slightly. And there were some, a couple of characters I quite liked. Like, I quite liked Tomboy, despite her, like, you know, masturbation scene and stuff, which felt just unnecessary. But that's nothing to do with the character. That's like the writing. I'd love if that was just the actor. If he had just been like, what would you be doing? I'd fucking odd finger myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love if that had nothing to do with Romero. It's not in the script. It's just like, if oh. that's the case, then I, I retract everything I said. But yeah. <laughs> then it's fine. If yeah. it was a woman's decision to exactly. do that, then it's exactly. empowering. Okay. And, you know, I enjoyed some, like, interaction between boy and Sarge and stuff. But, yeah, it was pretty bleh for me. I love the logic in it. didn't make any sense, like, how they were like, oh, but what if we can, like, teach the zombies to eat? other animals instead of humans. I was like, no, that's just going to like broaden their menu. That's just going to give them more options. <laughs> and then also, will the animals turn into zombies and then will the animals start eating us too? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, exactly. Good point. They'd never like thought about that. Like half-eaten animal zombies. Yeah. It'd be terrifying. Imagine if pigs and zombie. horses were coming after us trying to eat us too. Fuck, man. Whoa. That'd be fucked. I want to see that movie. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much disinterest coming from this podcast. Just like, there's just an air of just. I mean, yeah, I don't shrunk. think it was a terrible, terrible film. Writing was pretty bad. And, you know, the Irish actors, characters were pretty awful. But other than that, it was just okay, but exhausting to watch because it was just so. Uh, <laughs> Like yeah. I can't, I can't even, you know, love to hate it. You know what I mean? It was just. Eh. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. So I mean, yeah. So Romero is seventy-two when he made this film, um, and I'm not saying directors can't do interesting stuff in the seventies. We go back to Scorsese and Wolf of Wall Street quite a lot, which feels like a young man's film. But for sure, you're getting tired. Seventy-two. I'm tired now, and I'm in my thirties. But yeah, I mean, honestly, with this film, it feels like we had that intro where it explained where his headspace was at and he felt like he wanted some time off and he didn't want to make another one straight away, but he was pushed to because of the moderate success the diary had been. And he, was, and he really wanted to do something different. Like he's always into these romantic different stuff that he wants to make, but people just want to make dead films and he enjoys making them. But I think he likes to spread them out, take his time, you know, mm-hmm. and he just came off the back of doing two in a row, really. Like it was a short period of time. That you've got land and then diary and now this. And honestly, I didn't hate this as much as I thought I remembered hating it and as much as everyone talks about it, you know, because it does just kind of wash over you 
in a weird way. Other than when O'Flynn and Muldoon are on screen, then I kind of want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so fucking terrible. Uh. But the rest of it is just like, I mean, this is the problem. Like, honestly, I think there's a whole bunch of cool ideas here. Like, I think there's a whole bunch of things where it's like, yeah, that's a logical, interesting new place to then take the zombie thing. Let's have this army group on the road. Like we said, they go to the island. They are on a boat. Like, they come across these weird cult group who want to keep all the zombies alive. They're trying to Ooh. find out if zombies will eat something else. Like, I like all this stuff. Like, it's it, it could be cool. And even like you say, the things like the ending could be cool, but you throw in the acting, you throw in the script, you throw in the fact that Romero can never really do a good frame. And sadly, he keeps repeating using the same directors of photography who are terrible. You throw in actors who, sure, may not be terrible other than a couple, I think, but they're not great actors. And you throw in effects, which are going CGI now rather than practical. And you just basically have this completely half-assed movie. You know, you have this movie where it's like, no one really seems to give a shit. Other than the extras who, in the making of, you see how crazy excited they are, as always, to be in a Romero zombie movie. Uh-huh. And it's just a shame, because this could have been a refreshing different thing. And even mm. the Western idea, it's not a terrible idea. Like, do a Western zombie film now. Like, just do it set in the fucking Western times then, you know? <laughs> like, do it then, like a yeah. zombie outbreak in the Western times. Like, that could be interesting. And Romero did actually have planned two more zombie movies after this that sadly he never got to make, which yeah. we'll talk a little bit about next week. Mm. But I'm interested if he if he had stayed alive, would he have got to make them? Because this was such a huge flop. I wonder how, you know, if even his name could have carried on for another mm-hmm. one. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's just a really boring film. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. And I always say I'd rather watch a terrible, interesting film than an adequate, boring film. And I don't yeah. even think this is adequate. Like, I think this is a poor, boring film. But to me, that makes it worse than... Mm-hmm. Than a really bad. I would rather watch a really bad film yeah. that at least is having fun yeah. with what it's doing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the crazies. Yeah, it's just not fun here. Yeah, yeah man, I'd, I'd take the crazies over this. I you know how like all the Romero characters kept talking about going to the island. I guess they finally did it in this one, although it wasn't a tropical <laughs> yeah, island. That's so completely. true. Completely. That is so I true. I wanted to see that payoff. Yeah. Oh my god! What if they off. went to the island and everybody from all the other movies were there? Oh, <laughs> oh that would have been so cool. That would have been awesome. That would be amazing. That would be pretty amazing. Someone will have to make that film. And then, Jack, and then Jack from Lost turns up as well. Yeah. <laughs> runs through the woods, he comes out. It's like, oh. <laughs> There's a polar bear. <laughs> Remember Lost? Yes. Uh, <laughs> remember that when that was a thing? Can we talk about Lost now? Does anybody care about Lost still? Is that still, are people still into that? Like Christine's into Buffy I never secretly? watched it. So I don't know. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> first episode. First episode's still brilliant. Fantastic first episode. Yeah, so there you go. That was the Bible of the Dead. I don't think any of us really liked it. But we'll talk next week about where it fits into the the full echelon of Romero movies. Because next week will be our Living Dead, sorry, Romero's Living Dead wrap up where we will be hopefully have a little more energy and we'll get to talk about our favorite zombies, our favorite zombie kills, our favorite lead characters, our favorite masturbation scenes, mm. our favorite makeup, our favorite, you know, putting the movies in order, all of that fun stuff. I always like the wrap-ups because we kind of get to look back on everything. And we'll actually get to record that one in person together, which will be fun. So it'll be a nice way to, cop- to cap off I'm really excited. If anybody's fallen asleep, we can just reach across and smack him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> As Romero would want. 
Yes. But until then, please do head over to wearegeeks.com, wearegeeks.com. That is where you can patch out to all of our social medias. And you can also patch out to all of our podcasts on the iTunes. Every single Friday, we put up a horror retrospective podcast, including Friday 13th, Child's Play, Now We're on Elm Street, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hellraiser, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. What else? We just did something just before this. Other things, too. We've also done Danny Boyle. We're doing Star Wars. Whenever there's new Star Wars, luckily we have a sabbatical now for a year and a half. And Christina is elated about that yay and i think disney are because did you hear that um christina today they came out with the news of we're, we're having to like they did a comment of we're having to reevaluate and look into why this happened because solo looks to be making half the money rogue one made now which made half the money the other ones and they're blaming it on timing. i think it's timing though i do i think it was it too be. soon Five months and coming straight away after infinity war and deadpool 2 it's a crowded yeah crowded time but anyway, we've got a year and a half till we do that one again. But we also do topical podcasts just called Geeks, which uh, go up whenever we want. Sometimes once a week, sometimes once a month. But we talk video games, we talk movies, and we talk about our own personal lives and our company, which is called We Are Tessellate, who publish this stuff. They're a production company out of London, LA, and Tokyo, making feature films, music videos, albums, video game apps and stuff are going to be coming soon. And we just made a feature film called Starfish, which right in the last few days of finishing, Haruka did some work on that as mocap. Christina is one of the stars in it. And I did one or two things on it as well. And we're going to be talking about that more yeah, on that regular podcast and also on the social medias. My personal social media is Mr. Al White at Mr. Al White on all of them, Instagram, Twitter, grinder all that fun stuff and also <laughs> xbox you never know <laughs> christina's face <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah and also on the xbox where i can play some friday 13th with you i can play some PUBG. i can play some i won't play fortnite not very good at it can't build things uh mr white and all that stuff what about you haruka i think i'm haruka Abe on twitter and i'm definitely ruka.haruka on instagram because i just checked Fucking did it. Can't check the other one. There's no possible way. Christina. I am at underscore hi Christina. H I Christina, not H I G H Christina. <laughs> <laughs> did someone call you out on that? Because I like to get high mm, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. I never even occurred to me. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me for all these Romero films. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for the wrap up. Until then, we're out. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.